Hi, this is Kathy Rue, your own personal liberal Sherpa, here to guide you through um, or help her navigate you through the sometimes treacherous but always bold, adventurous, dynamic world of society and culture today. Progressive society, liberal society, society. From the proper pronoun to the correct way to ask your baby whether you can change Z's, she's, hers, his, diapers. Never fear, your liberal Sherpa, Kathy Rue, is here to show you the way. Hey, welcome to the Liberal Sherpa podcast. Um, someone asked me on Twitter, where's the Liberal Sherpa podcast? So I'm in super duper trouble. Uh, they said, what happened to it? And I said, Thanksgiving happened. So yeah, I took Thanksgiving off for, um, I went to Disney. I was totally untraditional, but apparently so was everyone else in America. It was packed. Um, and yeah, had a good time. Um, yep. I just got handed a note by my, um, producer saying, you're how tired are you? Because I always give my tired scale, uh, pretty refreshed. Actually, last week I got, um, about two hours, three hours of sleep a night. I think I did five, um, five segments last week on Fox uh, news from Fox and Friends first at 4.30 in the morning all the way to um, Fox at night with Shannon Bream, which was 11.45 at night. And I stayed late one night to record a cameo, which uh, if you go to cameo.com and look me up, Kathy Aru, you could re- uh, you could request a cameo. It's a shout out and all proceeds go to Blue Lives Matter, 100%. So you don't have to actually like me. You could like Blue Lives Matter. And I will um, I will do anything for Blue Lives Matter. I gave a, a shout out, a Merry Christmas to a veteran, to a true hero. Um, with uh, The request was, a poll was taken. It was to Mariah Carey's um, Christmas song, the extra festive version. So if you want to see that, go to cameo.com. And it was totally a pleasure because it was for a veteran, a true hero, um, Bob Brown. I was so excited to do it. But I ended up staying up till one in the morning and I ended up getting up at like six in the morning um, and probably didn't sleep much in between that. So no, but today I'm refreshed and I'm going to be discussing uh, the Peloton ad that uh, I wrote an op-ed and it got a lot of... um, I don't know. I don't want to say trend or went viral, but uh, Peloton, I think, ended up pulling the ad and uh, the Washington Times wrote about my op-ed and I was fortunate enough that the Fox News um, opinion editors asked me to write about it and I did. And the title is uh, Kathy Rue, colon, thanks Peloton. Nothing says Merry Christmas like body shaming your wife. And most of you disagreed with me. Um, and today I have... Kathy Barnett, who's a veteran. She's a conservative. Uh, She's on Fox News often uh, as a Republican strategist, Republican um, analyst. And we debate all the time. And our debates are called Kathy versus Kathy. Maybe you've seen them. If you want to see my Fox News op-ed, go to uh, foxnews.com. Type in my name and the op-ed will come up and you'll see what we're talking about. And I'm pretty sure you've probably seen the ad by now, but um, let me just play a little bit of that right now. And then we'll call Kathy. Okay, you ready? Yes. Now, 
Peloton? Give it up for our first time riding. Right, first ride. I'm a little nervous, but excited. Let's do this. Five days in a row. You surprised? I am. 6 a.m. Yay. Rising with the sun. That was totally worth it. Let's go, Grace in Boston. 50 rides. She just said my name. A year ago, I didn't realize how much this would change me. Thank you. This holiday, give the gift of Peloton. Hey, so I don't even have to ask if this is Kathy. Hi, Kathy. How are you? How are you? Oh, I'm doing well, my friend. Sound like you may be having some hard times. Uh, uh, me? Are we Are we taping live now? Yeah. yeah. Okay, great. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I'll, I'll admit <laughs> I'm five minutes late calling you because I got like this horrible migraine. I... I I actually am a chronic migrainer, which I never talk about, um, but uh, I get them all the time, and I usually can manage them, but today, it was a monster, but... Um, oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. That has to be horrible. Yeah. I can't stand headaches. Oh, oh my gosh. I know. I know. And I've actually had them since I was eight. Um and I've done shows before, like I've done the liberal Sherpa before, where I've had, a, this is maybe too much information, but I've had a bucket next to me in case I toss my cookies uh, before or after the segment. Because I can manage during a segment, but I never, you know, like just in case I get sick um, from a migraine. But the show always goes on. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have to be hard. I, well, you know, we all have our things, but yeah, yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah. I know I couldn't beat it today. It, it really, it, I blame it on Monday. Mondays, Mondays are yeah. just so cruel. They're so mean. How are you? <laughs> How are you doing? What, what's, what's new with you? Oh, I'm doing well, exhausted, which I'm sure you can echo. Um, the book is coming along. I think I'm in the final hours of it. Tell me so, more. So so you actually recorded the audio portion of your book. You, you actually spent days reading the book to make an audio book of your book. Yes, yes four days doing that. I have a pickup date. Uh, in on the 19th, uh, but right now, you know, getting the cover, uh, approving the cover, final edits, I had to go through legal vetting, oh so God. after going through legal vetting, because it's a political book, so name and name, <laughs> we gotta make sure everything is accurate, Oh, and uh, presented in the best light, so it's just a lot. But, you know, this is my first book, and you really don't know what you don't know. So you have no idea what to expect going in. And, um, and of course, Hachette is, you know, in the top five book companies and uh, publishers in the world. So, you know, their scrutiny of something is on a whole nother level. But I'm very appreciative. Oh, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm completely jealous. That is so beyond cool. Um, what's the name? What's the name of the book? Nothing to lose, everything to gain, being black and conservative in America. 
Wow. That's like, I'm so excited. That's so, that's like, <laughs> I am really excited. That's the boldest title I've ever heard of a book. If I've ever heard of a bold title in my life. Um, I'm so excited. And listen, don't be jealous. Cause that's what I was going to call you, uh, yesterday. <laughs> I think we should connect on oh. some uh, You know, my background is, uh, corporate finance, wall street, uh, all of that. And I'm all about leveraging, <laughs> leveraging resources. No, it's, totally. It's all about the win-win. It's like, uh, I, I swear in that green room, it, the people that we meet when we're at Fox, I'm like, I, I just appreciate all the connections because I've made like lifelong friends. It's, we, we all just, we, we end up helping each other. Um, I don't yeah. know, maybe because we're all nuts, you know, because of what we do, uh, going on live TV and spilling it, uh, spilling it all, you know, but yeah, no, I, awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's do something totally fun and together. Um, and what's funny is that politically, you and I cannot be more opposite. Uh, so opposite. <laughs> oh my God. It is these Kathy versus Kathy segments on Fox and Friends First are hilarious because. Oh my goodness. We are so opposite. I, I, yeah. You know, I mean, but still have the ability, you know, I mean, people. I love people and I want to see people do well. Um, and my politics are from that perspective. I, I earnestly believe what I believe in, you know, the principles I believe in, um, the conservative principles I believe in will afford people the best options in life. And I'm sure you feel just as vehement from that perspective. No, and I, I think when you have, when you have that as a starting point of just wanting to do the best for people, you know, it's easy to look beyond some things and to just be the person. No, totally. I mean, absolutely. And, and it's like, um, and people question whether I believe in what I believe in because, you know, they're like, oh, she's so left. But uh, no, yeah, I I do. I believe in what I believe in. And, um, but it doesn't mean, I don't go around and talk about it all day long. I'm sure you don't either. Politics is not yeah. the number one thing I talk about ever when I, when I, talk you know to my friends or anything like that i mean it's it's quite the opposite you know it, it's uh everything but politics actually um but but it's funny so when we did our first segment together i remember on twitter someone like was just saying like how dumb my viewpoints were and and like you know you're a pure genius and you totally agreed with them <laughs> i was like oh my gosh she really <laughs> She really disagrees with me. She just like, you know, she totally does not side with me in any way. So I loved it. I loved it. Sorry. I was, oh, I love it. I, yeah, no, you weren't sugarcoating at all. You're like, yeah, that Kathy, yeah, total idiot on her views. But yeah, um, I, I love it. So that's why I have no idea what you you know what? I think I do have an idea, but I asked you to read the op-ed that I wrote about that, um, the Peloton bicycle ad that just trended, went viral. It, it was nuts. And Fox, uh, opinion editors asked me to write an op-ed about it. And, um, and I did. And, and of course they laughed cause they knew they pretty much could guess what, where I was going to go. And I found the ad to be sexist. I I thought I, I thought this 
this man, uh, this, the, the, they didn't even show his face. It was the back of his head, uh, gifting his wife the gift of a Peloton bicycle for Christmas. Um, and throughout this 30 second ad, she is practically crying about working out. And at the end of the ad, she smiles and her husband finally shows his face and uh, she says, thank you. And he nods almost like he looks in approval. So proud of his size two wife uh, working out every day on her $2,000 bicycle. Uh, what did you think of the ad? I read your article. Yes. Well written. <laughs> Uh, but I think, like most liberals, I think uh, the angst um, that's being directed towards this ad is much to do about nothing. Uh, I think all the major world problems, uh, specifically in America, has been solved. And as I was out looking at uh, the, on, on, on social media, people's response to this ad, it, it reminded me that, you know, uh, all the major world problems have been solved, and now liberals are just looking and pulling for anything to get behind and to label. I think we have a whole generation of young people who have been, who have been spoon-fed on trying to find something to be upset about it and raised about. Uh, because that's just the part, you know, like they need, they need to be involved in something. They need to be angry about something. They need to protest something. But I think when everything becomes sexist, nothing is sexist. Kind of like when everything becomes racism, then nothing is really racism. And I think there are real instances of sexist behavior. And I think there are real instances of racist behaviors and I think we should be selective when we use our power or our leverage or our platform to get enraged about things. I do not believe that the Peloton's ad is one of rises to the level of being so enraged. Uh, even the, the company stock I was reading has just fallen $1.5 billion. I mean, there are things to be enraged about in life, such as Amy Kobach having information on Jeffrey Epstein and then sitting on it because her uh, uh, producers or the or ABC, the management, the executive team didn't want her to, uh, to go forward on that. Uh, I think that is something we should be mindful of. I think that is a platform we should be enraged about. Can you imagine the number of girls that were that continue to be assaulted by this man because a female who was in power, Amy uh, Robach, uh, listened to what is perhaps predominantly male executive team tell her to sit on it and not to do anything because, God forbid, they couldn't cross a particular T or dot a particular I, allegedly. Uh, I think those are some of the things we should be mindful of. That sexism. That is something we should be enraged about. Peloton selling a 2000 plus bike and a man giving it to his wife is just doesn't rise to that level. Okay. I totally, I, I, I agree with you that yes, people are angry, definitely angry. And, and some I agree are angry about things that they should not be angry about. I mean, there's, uh, 
there's so many instances where, where people are getting offended and angry on, on topics that I, I don't deem, I don't deem worth getting angry over. Like, um, I, I was yelled at for, um, for, uh, at a, I gave a conference, I gave a speech and I mentioned before I, people, uh, people approached me and were angry at me and reprimanding me for supporting blue lives matter for, for actually helping a charity that um, has something to do with police officers. They were mad at me. And I was thinking, wow, so when someone, you know, robs you or jumps you or mugs you, who are you going to call? I'm pretty sure you're going to call the cops. So uh, that anger towards police and people who serve, that blows my mind. I, I don't understand that, you know, there's bad eggs in every industry, but to, to yell at a person for supporting people who serve our communities, I, I don't believe in that kind of anger at all. I don't like that anger. Um, with, the, with the ad, you're, you're not going you're, you're gonna to mock me and you're going to laugh at me. But my first, um, the first article I ever wrote that I got published was in college for a sociology anthropology journal. And it was about ads. It was about advertisements. I was, I think I was 19. And I wrote how commercials, advertisements are subliminally reminding women that they are inferior and that men are superior in our society. And uh, that the women serve the meals to everybody at the table and all the commercials and they wait for everyone to smile and nod, and then the women actually eat. Or when they bake the cookies, they bake the cookies, they serve the cookies, everybody in the commercial eats the cookies and thanks the mom, but the mom doesn't eat the cookies. And I thought it's so subliminal that it reminds women, serve everyone else, you are the one who takes care of everyone else, and your needs are the last that matter. So I wrote, I wrote a, an, an opinion piece when I was 19 blaming advertising for women getting paid less and being seen as minorities and inferior in society and leading to us getting paid less at work and being treated less than equals because um, we're constantly being reminded that we're the ones that need to work out, not the men. So, you know, like the Peloton ad, how about if the woman was standing by the tree and the, the, the husband, the dad came down the stairs holding the little girl's hand and he uncovered his eyes and she showed him the bicycle and said, here's your bicycle, sweetheart. And the man is practically crying and saying, oh, thank you, darling, a Peloton. And he's the one that gets up every morning and comes home from work and is tired and gets on that bicycle and says, I'm so nervous, but I'm going to do this. And at the end of the year, he shows his wife, the mom, uh, the the mother of his child, he shows the, the, the vlog to his wife for approval, saying that I never knew how this bicycle would change my life. Thank you. Like, why don't we, why wasn't the ad that? What do you, you think? Know, I mean, <laughs> you make, you make several good points. <laughs> and I was trying to take notes. I can, I can do some kind of 
want to make comments on all of them, but I, I, I you know, I, going back to your time when you were making, when you gave um, a speech in favor of the blue line, you know, we live in such a zero-sum game society. It is all or nothing. We are throwing the baby out with the bathwater. It's do or die. Those are all my analogies for where we are. As a culture, uh, it's, it's all or nothing right now, like everything is on the line. And we've lost the ability to reason, to take information from both sides and to, and to allow that to filter through perspective, experience, history, truth, and the facts, and then come out on the other side with, with our response. And so we've lost that ability. It's like, let's be angry at everything. Zero-sum game is either it is or it isn't, do or not, and there's very little room in the middle to have a conversation. And that's why, you know, people like you and I, being so polar opposite on um, everything politically, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, uh, but still being able to come together and have a, and have a conversation, right? Um, I'm fine. You know, I'm probably not going to persuade you. To vote for President Trump next next year, and you will never persuade me to vote for a Democrat again in my life. What what, what about Bloomberg? Time, what about Bloomberg? You don't I like can him? I sit and read it, but, but we can sit and have a conversation, <laughs> right? So so on that part, I wanted to say that. But then when we talk about patriarchy, I mean it's a real thing. It exists. Uh, when I was in Israel, I saw it there. Uh, when I saw you know being in the military, traveling to different parts of the world. I've seen that there. And then coming here to America, I've seen it here as well. I think, again, it's perspective and it's being balanced. And I don't think the Peloton ad rises to that. I think it's funny, especially what, you know, your, 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 um, your twist to it or your parody to it. Um, I think it's funny and comical if we saw it from that, from that perspective. Um, but I just don't think all of the angst, the stock price dropping $1.5 billion, this particular Sean, the, the dad whose face was clean for about five seconds, he said, and the ad, um, he's had friends come up to him and say, you're the, you're the symbol of patriarchy in this uh, country. He's, I think he's a fifth grade, he's an elementary school teacher. And so, you know, and so he's like, you know, if I walk down the street, people are maligning me and angry at me for an ad where my face is on there for about five seconds, and it has risen to this huge uh, degree. Again, I think perspective. I think we have to take into consideration that the left tends to dabble in a lot of hypocrisy. They say sexism. They say um, patriarchy, and then they give the Woman of the Year award to Bruce Jenner. Uh, and so, when you look, when you're a conservative, who and, and, and you're like myself, who try to be reasonable about things, and you see where people are placing their energy and their time, or when you see little boys competing with girls and track um, scholarships, and then they win, or you see little boys wrestling girls or playing some predominantly girls. Sport, and then he's winning, and then everyone's confused on why he's winning. Um, you know, those are the things we should be advocating as women because that impacts me. I mean, I was talking to a girlfriend. I think um, those women who were a part of the women's suffrage and the feminist movement, they will roll over in their grave if they saw what today, quote-unquote, feminists are espousing, where now I was talking to a girlfriend who's a doula, 
And, um, and, and, and now they're contending with whether or not to use the word mother because it's offensive. Or instead of saying breastfeeding, we should say chest feeding. And it's like, wait a minute. Why, why as a woman do I have to advocate something that has for centuries been, you know, just, um, you know, um, uh, something prized and wonderful that I get to give birth, that I get to provide food and sustenance to my child. And now all of a sudden, because a man wants to have that role as well, I have to give up my title to make him feel comfortable. I think that is a sign of patriarchy. I think that is a sign if ever, of uh, sexism. And those are the things feminists, liberals, should be enraged about. Not Peloton and their $2,000 bicycle. Well, I like like I said, well, yeah, but like I said, I mean, I obviously I was insane since I was 19 because I was complaining about these commercials since I was 19 that, um, that they just showed women in a different in a different role than the man. I mean, the Peloton could have been, like I said, it could have been the woman giving the man the bicycle. It just, I I feel that, um, yeah, no, definitely the actors should not be criticized on the street. They 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 got they got paid. They did a great job. They did the job they were told to do for the ad. They didn't write the ad. I mean, to attack that—that's taking it so far. That—that's that kind of anger, silly to to blame an actor for doing their job. That um, I that I will never understand. People are just the, the anger's misdirected. If you're upset about the content of an ad, you don't attack the poor person paid for doing the ad. Um, and and I'd love to interview the actress, you know, and and see what what she thinks is going to happen with her career because everyone's now criticizing her because she's in an, an alcohol ad. Uh, I think she, she's in a, a new alcohol ad that appeared. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. I saw that. Right. And she's making fun. And she's making fun of herself in the Peloton. And I think, and I think it should be light. I don't think it should rise to the level that it has and all the energy but, you know, people are going to do what they do, and in 15 minutes, we, um, you know, the liberal left will move on to something else to be enraged about, and um, and our culture will follow suit. But, but do you, um, which you won't agree, but don't you agree? I, I, I said it when I was 19. I mean, I wasn't as eloquent. You know, I had a, I, I was still an a, a English student, English major, but I really felt that the the ads showing um, the the mother this unrealistic perspective that a woman can you know she's working full time she's cooking these five course dinners and baking these cookies and sitting there with an empty plate while everyone takes their first bite and then looks to her and nods their head with approval and then perhaps she'll take a bite during the commercial. But then again, she may not. I mean, as as a kid growing up, when I see that, I'm I'm trained to think, oh, okay, I have to work full time, cook a full meal, and please everybody else, and then um, then I'm a successful woman. I I, I felt like advertising. You, you got to think twice sometimes with the image we put out there because 
if we don't see people like ourselves on TV, if we don't see minorities, if we don't see women in strong positions, if we're always just baking the cookies, then we're not going to be seen or taken seriously in another light. So attacking an actor, totally wrong. But calling out um, an ad for not portraying us in a real light, you know, we're, we're human. We're, we can't do everything. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with uh, pointing out that sometimes advertisers need to think twice. You know, maybe it would have been nice if they would have put out dual ads, the wife giving the husband a bike as well. I mean, that might have been a good approach yeah. for them. Yeah. Uh, you know, maybe it that would have been, yeah. Yes. I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, listen, they're in the business of selling bikes. They're not in the business of making political statements and alienating um, their audience. And so perhaps they could have thought of it both ways. And I agree with you. But, you know, I mean, but, but when we look at, you know, well, what is the role of the woman? Um, I'm a homeschool mom in addition to an aspiring author. My book is coming out really soon. Oh, yeah. No, we're going to plug, um, we're gonna plug, plug it like crazy in a few seconds. I know, so I'm very excited about that. Um, um, I get the wonderful opportunity of going out and speaking to millions of people uh, in this nation and around the world on various topics. So I'm very grateful for all of those opportunities. But guess what? I also, um, I'm a homeschooling mom. I homeschool both of my kids. In addition to that, um, I do the I do the majority of the cooking in the home, and I love that. I um, I wash the clothes, I fold the clothes, I put the clothes up, and I'm okay with that. In fact, it's a it's, it's a joy for me to do that for my children. So yes, I'm out there slaying dragons in the workforce, and then I come back home and I make the beds, and I'm okay with that. Now in America. Women have options, and again, being a veteran and having traveled to many parts of the world and seeing there are places where women don't have those options. I love my role as a mother, and I love being able to go play some dragons when I want to and come home and bake cookies at night if I choose to. But then there are other women who don't choose to, to do that and choose a different route. And in America, you have that. What I, I guess what I'm advocating is balance. I completely agree with you. The power of the television yeah. and the power of marketing companies yeah. are great. Yes. And what I'm suggest and what I'm suggesting is balance because I don't think it sends the right message either to a little girl when the woman of the year award is given to a man. And so and so it's on both sides, whether we're looking at, you know, uh, trying to pigeon hold women as just being domestic and needing to look like a size zero or whether we see men and predominantly women or, or, or a man being given a woman's award, you know, regardless, I think, you know, we need to, as women, remember what it means to be a woman and then to embrace the diversity of that because there are some women who is in love with the fact that they get to stay home. Um, but then there are other women who want to be out there on Wall Street. And I think there's a place especially in America, to, to do both of those things. Yeah, no. So, I I mean, I think it's like, oh, I, you know, I'm not going to say we completely agree, but I think we do have an agreement for the power of of the, the media, the power of the marketing companies, the power of these advertisers. Uh, I I don't know. if if Maybe if anything came out of this ad is that they – they do think twice, and maybe next year there is a balance where both cup, you know, 
there's dueling ads or there's two ads where uh, they're both giving each other the gift or uh, the next time there is a cookie ad, the woman is eating the cookie as well. You know, like maybe it's going to cause yeah. people to think yeah. twice. Uh, yeah. I am so sure after losing $1.5 billion in a couple of days, this company will think, their marketing department will think twice. I can't even imagine if heads are rolling already in their marketing department. It has truly been, if anything, what we see is that the voice of the American people um, has an impact. And we can, if we, the people, will get on the same page uh, to some major degree of what's important in our country, can you imagine the positive changes that can take place that will impact the majority of American lives? Because we see, when we speak in unison, um, corporations, those with, you know, tremendous platforms and power uh, respond to us. Um, I just think, and again, I guess my, my, my point of view is that we need balance to come back into our conversations. We need to be able to call each other out on our hypocrisy um, and then to aspire to do better as, um, as a nation. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. And yeah, the the problem is uh, the right is is so far right they're gonna fall off a cliff. The left is so far left they're gonna fall off the cliff. And um, at this, I think that's where we are right now. Um, and it's happened before in and history, you know. And so then it falls to people like you and I. Some who are happy in the middle. Um, I'm on the right, you're on the left. We're not so far, so left. I don't know about you sometimes though. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got to hope that everybody gets, you know, doesn't fall off that cliff. And then we just slowly, slowly start moving to the middle, like you said, with one beautiful voice, uh, a united voice. It's like we could we could really solve world problems, find a cure for cancer and everything. You know, like everything could work out if we all just got on the same page. Um, you know, I mean, I mean, and, and especially as mothers, right? I mean, I mean, or, or women. So let's just start off as women to be able to have, you know, because we're on the same ship for the most part. If my side of the boat goes down, your side of the boat is going to go down. And then you find other, you know, um, 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 commonalities between us, being mothers and having a desire to hand something of semblance down to the next generation, something that makes for our little girls and our little boys, um, you know, so finding those commonalities, and I think, you know, there's no better place than as a woman. Yeah, no, and I mean, and, uh, you know, kudos to us, we have to pat ourselves on the back, because kudos to us, because we are, you know, te- um, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago, you didn't really see f- female pundits on air, there, there weren't people like us on air talking about news topics, and it was, it was a, you know, uh, no offense to Tom Brokaw, but the Tom Brokaws of the world were always the guy, they, they were the ones commenting on everything. So we're, I, I guess we're leading by example now. We are showing the younger women that we, we we're on, you know, we, we have opinions. We can talk about business. We can talk about politics. I mean, you're a veteran. So, uh, so it, you, we're, we actually are canceling out these ads, you know, these Peloton ads. We're canceling out these cookie ads. We're canceling out a lot of 
Women aren't just but one thing. Your, I mean, but to your, um, but to your very valid point is that unless we have those large media platforms putting a spotlight on people like you and I who are who are canceling out those ads, most people may not see that, and most little girls growing up may think that that is my role is to look like a size two. Um, at all times, and to constantly be spreading about my about my appearance, um, and so you know, and so there's validity in what you said about about the about the power and the platform and the influence of large marketing companies. Yeah. So while they're while they're while they're blowing it, while they're which yeah, the anger from the left yelling at the actors, totally disagree with that. That's just that's just wrong. That's not that's not the right kind of anger. But um. Yeah, if, if these companies think twice, and then if you and I continue to go on there and show that um, women have brains, even though maybe, uh, like, I guess 50% of the viewers are convinced I don't have one, but needless to say, this I'm not just baking cookies. I am, I am, um, yes. I, I, I do have a brain with a works. You are playing dragons too, my friend. <laughs> you are dragons Yeah, maybe, maybe people don't like the flames where I'm putting them, but yeah, we're, we're so, so as long as we're doing that and we're kind of canceling out these Pelotons and maybe they'll get their acts together and we continue doing what we're doing, uh, we can save the world, Kathy, even if we do totally disagree on every political issue. We- well, I think it's important. <laughs> I, think it, I, I think it's important, even, you know, uh, even looking at our founding fathers and spending so much time studying them and going to you know, uh, uh, retracing their steps. I, I just love American history from that perspective. And, you know, and you see that these people, they almost came to fist fights um, because they did not agree right. on a variety of issues. And um, and yet, out of all of that, they have made the most um, powerful country in human history. Um, and... Um, and they didn't. And they didn't agree. They didn't always agree. In fact, most times they didn't agree. Um, and yet, we come out with the greatest document uh, that has ever, a political document that has ever been written, that created the greatest country that has ever existed, and and that has done, you know, its fair share of good across the world. So I think that's a good thing. No, no, it's I don't true. Think people I don't think people need to agree on every single issue. I don't think we need to agree on most issues. I think what we need is the ability to have conversations. Right, like to talk, like the first time, like you and I usually aren't in, in the same studio. We could be in the same building and we, we will, people may not know, we're not even in the same studio though. They might put you on the 12th floor and I might be on the fourth floor, you know, but we're on the same show. We're just in a different studio just because that's the way it works sometimes. So when we do get to see each other in the green room and we're hugging each other and so happy to see each other and uh, and it's it's fun because that's what I think that's what a lot of people don't see they think it's just the arguing but no there's a lot of there's probably a lot more hugging and fun and laughing than arguing that they they, they don't even know they, that they can even imagine um, even even after we just got off the air we're just giggling and and you know doing Snapchat or whatever we're doing you know it's uh. And we just totally killed each other on air, you know, live TV, disagreeing. Yes, um, exactly. <laughs> and, and, even, and even about private conversations, um, you know, I mean, I, I really may disagree with you on some things, and then you say, well, I don't agree with that. 
And then we keep on moving on, right? We keep moving the conversation uh, forward. And I think I think we have to get back to some of that. I think there are some hard lines in the sand that we have to take. And we cannot move beyond those lines. This is where I'm putting my stake in the ground. Um, and then I think there are a lot of topics we can sit down and we can, we can reason on and have conversations about, like maybe Peloton, right? This level of angst surrounding it, right? Maybe we can come to some kind of, you know, look for, look for, you know, the hope in, in, all, in all the leaves and all the branches. But then there are some things we, we remain very vehement about, and yet loving our country, wanting the best for our country. Yep, yep, and and the and the and the and the the kids watching the TV and and seeing the variety, you know, it's so important. They have, to, or or YouTube or whatever. Just they they they've got to see us in different roles, or we're just not gonna, we're not gonna move forward. We've got to we've got to show ourselves in different roles. People have to have different roles. Uh, it, or, or it's it, you know, it's not it's not the. It's not the 1920s, you know, women are out there. We're doing a, so many different things. Uh, but you're right. You know what about the founding fathers? I remember you reminded me of um, John Adams and Thomas Jefferson, how they just were. Oh, my God. I think those two never got along at all. They argue about everything, but they came together, uh, you know, and, and, and did did create the nation uh, with some other dudes. But, yeah, I remember Adams and Jefferson. <laughs> Remember, the, oh, I love their story. Uh, those two didn't agree on a single darn thing, but they were, uh, I think they were the best of friends, actually, right? They didn't agree, but they, they, yeah. they were truly you know friends. Um, I, I was reading um, 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 a bibliography on, um, or a biography on uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg, and to find out that her and Supreme Court Justice Scalia were best friends, yes. opera buddies. I mean, it's like, what? Yep. Really? I know. And she has fond things to say about him. But I think we, I think it benefits some people to portray the image that we're so divided as a nation. And when I go out and talk to people, I'm sure you find the same thing. We're not as divided as some would have us to believe. I believe there are those who really believe in this alternate universe of an America that most of, most conservatives, you know, just cannot stand whatsoever, even the thought of it. Um, and yet there are others, uh, but the overwhelming majority of Americans are not so um, extreme about the things that they want to do. Even the nuances of the Green New Deal or universal health care, taking away private insurance, beyond. So I think there are degrees. Uh, I think there are some who are pushing the agenda, and they are fully on board with it. But I think the overwhelming majority of Americans uh, see some of the dangers in those things, uh, want to have see some good in those things, but are willing to have discussions. And then we pick and choose. You can't get the whole Green New Deal because then, you destroy our country forever. But are there, is there something that may be uh, worthwhile or to take into consideration? Um, it, may, it might be, but we're not even allowed to have those discussions because those who are portraying uh, where we are as a nation, um, 
they are saying it's all or nothing. It's all of the Green New Deal or nothing. Or we just don't believe in climate change at all, at all or nothing. And they're not representative of the overwhelming majority of Americans who see value in certain things coming from both the left and the right. Yep, yeah, I, 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 I blame the extremes on both sides. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to just blame, I'm not just going to blame the, the extreme on the left, you know, there's the extreme on the right. It's, uh, the, the extremes are, are what needs to calm down. Um, I, 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 it's, it's both parties, both parties have their extremes and they need to, they need to chill out. Right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I think both parties have, um, have a horse in the race. I think both parties have some, um, some some of the baggage that they should be that they should carry. That they have some problems that they've contributed to you know to the whole of America. Um, I, I agree with that. So um, so before I I let you go, please tell me. So you said it was the nineteenth. Nineteenth of what? When's the when's your book coming out? Uh, right now, we're looking in, at uh, February 2020. So excited. It's called Nothing to Lose, Everything to Gain, Being Black and Conservative in America. Uh, it is my hope for not only the black community, but for the American community as well. I'm very excited to have walked through this process and, um, and be able to share it in this format. That's amazing. How long did it take you to write? Forever, you know what? It's a it's, it's, it's a life process. It's so interesting of just you know everything you know since the day I got off the what we call the Democrat plantation and began to think for myself as a black person because in all honesty uh, I was born into the Democrat Party just as much as I was born into brown skin. I I don't recall ever having a conversation with anyone about, you know, um, I know what our values were, you know, whether conservative values coming from a pig farm in southern Alabama, very conservative values, and yet as I was growing up um, and saw the Democrat Party move further and further and further and further left and away from our values, um, you know, there, there was still never a conversation about why we vote in such mass blocks. Um, you know, in for the Democrat Party when they don't tend to represent um, the overwhelming majority of the black population that still is a very relatively conservative group of people. And so I, you know, in, so over the years and as reflected in this book, I did some research of coming out of slavery and going through Jim Crow and going through Lyndon B. Johnson's Great Society and where we find ourselves today why we vote the way we vote, and how do we get back to understanding what is in our own best interest. And, um, and that's, that's, that's the book. Is it a first person? That's is my it, book. Is your journey? Is that what it is? Is it first person? It is my journey. It is my journey. It is my hope, not just as a black person, but, you know, just, you know, studying American history, I realized and began to firmly walk in the fact that America does not just belong to our white brothers and sisters, but America is just as much mine as it is my white brothers and sisters. And so I don't need to walk around with my hat in my hand 
begging for admittance into the American dream. I am the American dream. And um, and so the book is a reflection of that as well, not only as a black person, but as an American and being both of them and being comfortable in both of those roles. So, um, so is uh, I could so I could find it on Amazon, obviously, right? That's the best place to go. Amazon is. You can go to Amazon, but you can also go to Barnes and Nobles and anywhere books are sold. I'm so excited I know. about it. Um, oh my gosh! I yeah, know. I I just want it to be a blessing and to you know just to again planting seeds, planting seeds, and and it will take root in whatever heart it it will. That's amazing. When you get that box delivered to your house, you're going to go crazy when you open your box and see all those books. It's the best feeling. Very excited. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. I, I, um, I, I wrote a book uh, years ago, and I'm supposed to write. I've got two right now that um, I have to turn in, um, and I am, I'm the worst. I'm a writer, and I'm super duper lazy. I just have to finish the darn things. You're not lazy. You're a very busy woman. Let me tell you. I mean, unless you force yourself. I was waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning in order to get this book done. Because when the house wakes up at, I don't know, 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, um, again, going back to those, you know, dominant female roles, everyone wants mommy's attention. Um, <laughs> so, I don't want to wake you know, up at 3. Like you have very little mean time at that time. I don't want to wake up at 3, which is why I'm actually... I know, thought, but you're going to have to if you want to get it done. You I got know. a lot going on in your own personal life. My book agent, oh my God, she's the sweetest thing, but I'm five, five months past my deadline. And uh, every, every once a week I tell her, okay, okay, I'm almost there. And um, I, I'm pretty much now lying to her. I'm not there. I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not almost there. I'm awful. Let's talk. Let's talk after this. Let's totally talk after this. Okay, so I'm gonna um I'm gonna let you go. Oh oh, uh, what's your what's your Twitter handle? Um, spell it all out so we don't miss a single T. Um, yeah, Kathy for truth. Kathy with a K A T H Y. The number four truth. Capital T R U T H. I, I love it. And before this, I asked um, some folks to write in. Um, well, is that you? Is that you beeping? Um, I, yeah. I asked some people on Twitter to write in. So when I, once I hang up on you now, I'm going to read some of those tweets that they wrote to you and to us. And um, and you're going to hear this later. So um, get ready. And I'm so excited. And you have to show it to your publisher and um, show them how cool you are and um, how you already are getting so much publicity way before the book came out so yay you're too cool oh for school God. i'm very grateful and i'm excited about um i think we've got a kathy versus kathy coming up soon i think we, we're like a week or two away I know. yeah i know it's already scheduled I do. yeah kathy, I got... thank you so much for having me on thank you so much all right so go bake those cookies ha 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 <laughs> talk to you later bye bye girl talk to you later bye bye Oh, we get along so much. Okay, so that was Kathy Barnett, a veteran, uh, mom, new author, um, and we do Kathy versus Kathy on Fox and Friends first, uh, which is around uh, four or five in the morning, and um, we've we've done one a week. I don't know, maybe uh, four weeks now, and um, I think we're booked uh, holiday week.
Christmas week. So get ready. Uh, okay, now for your tweets. I asked uh, folks to write in if they have any questions for Kathy, but these are uh, mostly comments um, for Kathy and I about the commercial. Okay, so Rich NYC, who's um, he's at RR13NYC. He says, this is his opinion about the Peloton commercial uh, for both of us, uh, for all of you. It's not body shaming, not even close. Men and women get $2,000 Pelotons to improve their aerobic fitness and have fun doing it, not to lose weight. She may be a bike racer or just do bike club rides like I do. Um, my new condo will have three Pelotons. Wow, ladies, uh, Rich um, Rich can afford $6,000 in Pelotons. Wait, wait, sorry, I digressed. He hasn't finished. I can hardly wait. I'm 6'1 and 165 pounds. All right, so um, anyone out there um, looking for a man with three Pelotons, 6'1, uh, 165 pounds, that's Rich NYC. Okay, now we have um, Grumpy McGee at Jay-Z from Sobo. He said, uh, maybe, this is what he tweeted, maybe the lady asked for one, reading too deep into things. I would be nice to have, oh, sorry, it would be nice to have someone spend 2K on a gift. Um, all right, so I think he's agreeing with Kathy on that one. Okay, this is from Chuck Harrison at the number zero, uh, zero, sweet solace zero says, Kathy, I had advertising when in college, so I watched the Peloton ad, by the way. I had no problems with it. I suspect that Peloton wanted the ad to go viral to promote their product. So I don't, so I don't see no big deal, but I have seen better ads, by the way. So I think he kind of agrees with both of us. No, he's just agreeing with um, the other Kathy. Uh, and yeah, that's it. And someone asked, um, were, were you famous before Tucker discovered you? So that's not about uh, Peloton. I think this is just, uh, it's just written directly to me, but it was tweeted for the show. So uh, I, don't, I don't think I'm famous, but um, if you want to call it famous, uh, Tucker didn't discover me. Jesse Waters actually discovered me. He was a booker for um, The Factor, The O'Reilly Factor, and uh, this was nine years ago. He was watching CNN, and I had been on CNN for a couple of years, as well as HLN, MSNBC, and CNBC, and I was giving an opinion about Sarah Palin. Um, I kind of called her Larry the Cable Guy, minus the class and intelligence, um, on Showbiz Tonight, and Jesse Waters, uh, the booker, called me to explain myself to um, Bill O'Reilly at the top of the hour for the A Block. And um, O'Reilly basically discovered me, if you want to call it um, discovering, discovered me for Fox News. After the segment, it was about 10 minutes, he looked over, the cameras turned off, he looked over and said, uh, welcome to Fox, we're going to be seeing a lot of you. And that was nine years ago, and I haven't stopped and Tucker actually is the person who was the first to call me the liberal Sherpa and gave me the liberal Sherpa segment on Fox News. And I think I'm the only liberal at Fox News with her own segment on primetime. So 
that's your Tucker discovering me answer in a nutshell. But before that, I wrote for the Washington Post for 12 years. Um, so my name's been out there for a while, but uh, Fox News for nine years, uh, the Liberal Sherpa with Tucker for two. Very long answer. So sorry. But um, yeah, nope, but I'm not famous. Um, but that's my answer. Okay. Thanks for joining today. And if you want to send me any questions, you could always find me at Aru Kathy's on Twitter. So at A-R-E-U Kathy, because like three other people have my name. And um, I'm the one that has the word blue check mark written next to it. Not actually the blue check mark. I think a fake account might have the blue check mark. See you next time. Bye. Hey, America, Christopher Hahn here, the Aggressive Progressive Podcast. What is with the president and the right-wing echo chamber encouraging these astroturf protests against stay-at-home orders around the country? It's ridiculous, and it needs to stop. Check out the Aggressive Progressive Podcast wherever you download podcasts. I'm Royal Oaks. Next time on Too Many Lawyers, COVID continues to reshape the law. Supreme Court arguments will be held by teleconference. The justices won't even know if the lawyers are wearing pants, which is fair given the eternal mystery of what's under those black robes. Los Angeles County is springing 25% of its inmates. The sheriff suggests folks get ready for what might be a spike in crime. Check it all out on the next episode of Too Many Lawyers.